Welcome to the Book Report, the podcast where we do book reports on books we haven't read since the last time we did book reports. My name is Dwin, and my pronouns are she and her. My name is Natalie, and my pronouns are also she, her. Do you remember the Animorphs? Neither do we. This week, we're reading Exposed by K.A. Applegate, which was written in 1999. And actually, while this book was, I believe, the concept was figured out by K.A. Applegate, this one was actually ghostwritten by Laura Batiani Weiss. Yeah. Do you remember what happened last time? Yes. <laughs> I think I, I just listened to her. I just listened a to her long the pause. <laughs> well, I got confused. I was listening to her episode this week about the Helmicrons book. Um, but actually, it's not. So I was like, the last, last one we read, but it's not the last one we read. The last one we read was about the trip to the uh, Iskrut homeworld. Yeah, the Iskrut place yeah, yeah and they they like fought against the howlers they met krayak um it was actually a really fun book yeah it was a good we time liked that one it was a good yeah one. so that was pretty much the last book was just a and running around and it was a lot of fun yeah uh this book also a lot of running around a little yes. less fun but i yes. did write a book report and i think you can go ahead and read it and okay. i put a fair amount of opinions okay this one it's a long book report yeah it sure is (laughs) all right uh okay this week we read the expose which rachel narrates rachel spends most of this book being violent and wondering why she is so violent rachel runs into cassie at the mall where they quickly move right into the main conflict of the book eric again eric is standing in the middle of the mall and his hologram disguise is flickering in and out they haul him into a Spencer's and manage to keep him somewhat hidden there until the others come and they're able to pull him out of there. Marco shows up already in Gorilla Morph and just walks through the mall, which is a strange choice. They bring Eric back to his house where they learn that the Chi are offline. Their primary computer system at the bottom of the ocean has been infiltrated and someone is fucking with their programming. The Animorphs are given two incredibly difficult quests that are on a time limit. They have One, they have to rescue an incapacitated Chi named Lourdes. Lourdes? Lourdes, um, from a crime ring within two hours. Two, they have to get to the primary computer system three miles underwater at the bottom of the ocean by 10 p.m., some hours later. They manage to accomplish quest number one, but notice that things seem to be going unusually well for them. It seems like somebody is setting things up for them to be on this quest and succeed. They don't know how to even start on quest number two since they can't get to the bottom of the ocean without exploding under the pressure. They know that, that squids are the only large animals that can make it that deep. And then, coincidentally, a sperm whale, the enemy of the giant squid, is beached right off of the coast. They go, to, they go acquire the whale and then go out to sea to try and catch and acquire a squid. Rachel and Tobias are the, only, are the only two to acquire the whale morph. They dive under while the others remain close to the surface in dolphin morph. After some very upsetting underwater, or a very unsettling underwater action, they manage to capture a giant squid and bring it to the surface for everyone to acquire. They all dive under as giant squids and try, and try not to eat each other. They manage to find the underwater spaceship and use the secret code, literally just the number six, to enter the ship. They being... Natalie, has a, I typoed a... here. I don't know what I meant to say. I think just they are accessing or okay. something. They, are, uh, they access the computer in order to fix the chi, but then the Yerks show up and all hell breaks loose. A strange alien shows up, laughs at them, call, absolutely calls them out on being hypocritical jerks, and says this is all his doing. His name is Drode, which means wild card, and Krayak sent him just to fuck with them. Maybe kill them, but mostly fuck with them. There's a way out of the predicament he's put them in, but only one, and if they don't succeed, they'll die. There's a bunch of fighting. They, then they spray uh, squid ink everywhere, but then Eric shows up. Turns out they had done enough for, to free the chi, and in the 10 minutes since Eric had super speeded, or has super speeded over to the bottom of the ocean and turned on the anti turned on the anti-violence setting of the spaceship. Everyone is frozen in place and the ship tells them they need to leave. Drode is pissed but can't do anything because that's the rules of engagement. Eric sends everybody off, Yerks included, and then puts the ship even deeper in the ocean where only an android would be able to reach it. The end. The end. That's my book report. Well, <laughs> it did cover everything that happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, it did have opinions. Mm-hmm. A little long. It's not. It's not that long. I'm gonna give it an A minus. Thank you. Okay, great. I think this was good. You covered all the main stuff. Uh, yeah, you talked about Drode and his 
spot on call outs and oh my uh, yeah. god I loved his call outs yeah well yeah. why don't we talk about Drode he's the only new character in this book um yeah. I personally love him yeah I thought he was great I <laughs> I just really like his insult I know it's we're going to talk about him a lot later but he was great um and he's one of Krayak's guys yeah he's like one of Krayak's little henchmen yes um he and he's incredibly dramatic um he is let's see hold on we don't know what kind of species he is we just know mm. that drode is a word from his species that means wild card and i can describe him too yes uh, it moved on two legs body held forward and balanced by a stubby tail it walked like a bird or a small dinosaur it did hold its hands up but they were weak flimsy things multiply jointed but obviously designed for very light work or very low gravity the head was surprising for that almost reptilian body, vaguely human in shape with a narrow lower jaw and wide set, intelligent laughing eyes. It was wrinkled like your thumb after a long bath. Its flesh was dark, almost black. The eyes and mouth were rimmed in green. Yikes. Kind of body I would want on a super dramatic little alien named Wildcard <laughs> who's really here just to mess with you. I like it. I wonder that you were going to stop with, that's the kind of body I want. I thought, hmm. Yeah, interesting body goals that's the goal yeah 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 absolutely well dinosaur flimsy hands <laughs> wrinkled head yep yep yep, mm -hmm. yep 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 uh um, yeah no he was great uh i'm a big fan in it seems like so crayak's kind of crew includes the howlers who seem to be aware of crayak as far mm -hmm. as i can tell drode aware of crayak yurks don't seem like they're aware of crayak they seem like they are not yeah so drode is more similar to the like if we have the various species and whatnot who are on the elemis side so the animorphs and drode are more like kind of opposite to the, yeah, rest yeah. Of the animorphs and the yurks yeah I the animorphs are like aware of what's going on whereas as yep. far as we know the yurks don't really seem to know what's going on yeah i think that's fair so um so that's that's that uh i have a couple small things here yeah there's something yeah, yeah. that i didn't mention in my book report because it's just like a little side moment um but rachel gets hit on by this guy named tt who Terrible she name. rejects i mean absolutely awful name uh she rejects him and then at the end of the book he comes back and hits on her again and she rejects him again and he calls her presumably the b word because it's not listed yeah. in the book and storms off and she's like okay i men are stupid um and the only reason i'm mentioning it here is because she rejects him because explicitly she says that she and tobias are dating Tobias mm -hmm. is her boyfriend, her bird boyfriend. And that <sighs> sometimes she gets to gaze into his bird eyes and sometimes she gets to gaze into his human eyes. Natalie, you know how I feel about this. I know how you feel about it. Absolutely, I do. I'm not happy. No, um, nor am I. I am glad that she's not going out with someone who she doesn't want to go out with. Named That's T. good. Yuck. Named TT. I'm otherwise not a fan of this, but I, I understand yeah. that it is a plot that we should have, I mean, we knew it was coming. Mm -hmm. um, I still hold out hope that this is part of the like plot arc where Rachel and Cassie are both dating somebody and they're like, just love hanging out my friend. I hate seeing her, their boyfriend. It's just like, do they have to be like that in front of me? And then yep. slowly as we get through the books, they end up breaking up with their boyfriends because, you know, it's just yeah, not yeah, working that out. Yeah, that whole dynamic, yep. And then the last like 10 books are them sort of trying to figure out what's going on. Like, you know, I just want to be around Cassie all the time. Why do I want to be around Cassie? What's going on? And then, you mm -hmm, know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, so that's, so that's the hope. Yeah, that's the hope. But I, I suspect that that's maybe not what's going to happen. Yeah. One other very small thing about Rachel is that uh, there's a moment where she's in Seagull Morph while she's heading towards the whale and she poops on Chapman's head. Yeah, she does. I really thought Good that job. was a fun moment. Yeah. I okay so I have one small thing and it's just could you tell this was a ghost written book I don't I don't think so I had a couple moments where I thought that some of the words were weird like really for example at one point I wrote it down because I thought it seemed so strange um at some when they're in the mall and they run into Eric and Eric is like panicked uh Rachel says this one thing where I was like what what Rachel said that um she says oh no she says yeah okay so she's talking to cassie and eric um and she says i'll be right back and eric don't worry my friend we'll get you out of here that's weird right you're right that is kind of weird 
So there are a couple of small moments like that where it would be like a weird dialogue choice where I was like, oh. Yeah, not usually how they talk. Okay. Not usually yeah, how they talk that. or any teens talk. Like how often did you as a teen say my friend in that kind of context? I mean, definitely more than zero because I was that kind of nerd. Okay, but how often do you Rachel's think, not uh, that kind of nerd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, there are a couple of moments like that where I was like, oh, hmm weird just a little yeah, weird okay. dialogue i could choices. see that yeah i just wonder who was only um, picked up on it i no i think that's actually fair now that i think about it um that whole scene and of itself was kind of weird but yeah yes or like how rachel went and like bought uh all that clothing for eric including underwear for some reason Question yeah mark? unclear uh she just went with her instincts buy a full outfit i don't know includes underwear. it's very funny yeah. uh it's just okay I also have a note in there but I didn't write in our our notes thing but um in my notes I had a thing about like Rachel's family must be fucking loaded because she bought a whole outfit from like nice stores at the mall yeah and apparently she has credit cards which seems she seems too young for that but yes and I think there was a moment in this book where someone mentioned being in junior high oh you know what Eric mentioned being in junior high so I think we can assume that then the whole gang is in junior high yeah they must be in like eighth grade instead of ninth grade yeah I mean, Which doesn't make sense some, if Jake and Tom are at the same school. I Well, the, yeah, it's also possible. No, it, you're right, it doesn't make sense. I was going to say, because they also could be as old as ninth grade. So I went and looked up to see if junior high was really elementary to eighth grade. It's like junior high is seventh to ninth grade. In yeah, some I can see that. Mm-hmm. So they could be in ninth grade, but not in high school. Yeah, but they're at the same school as Tom. No, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Mostly, I, I just, you know what? I'm going to chalk that one up to Eric being uh, just somebody that is... Uh, you know, irreliable, not reliable. Yeah. But I, but if he, but, but if that's true, right, let's just say he, they are all in junior high. Let's say they are, are all in ninth grade. I would say that our experiences of being that age is probably, probably not the same, but closer than like kids today. I mm-hmm. definitely did not have a credit card when I was in middle school or like, no, I had absolutely like, not. I think I had, I had an account at the card. bank. Yeah. I had a debit yeah. card, but like, if I was going to go out like after school to go buy something at like, there's a sandwich across the street from my school and I could go walk over there after school sometimes. Mm-hmm. I was given cash. Yeah. Same. And like, here's a $20 bill, you know, get a sandwich, bring home the change. Yeah. Same. So I don't know. That was weird. Okay. Whatever. Uh, yeah. Maybe her family's just like super rich. Um, you want to get into the meat of this book? Let's do it. All right. This book is yet another book where Eric causes problems. Except at least this time, it's not him showing up and dropping a clue in their lap and being like, all right, have fun, kids. At least this time, he's the victim. <laughs> yeah. He, this one cannot be blamed on him. This one is right. truly just bad, bad. They happen to be in the wrong place at the wrong time and encountered yeah, yeah, yeah. Eric having a problem. Honestly, it, like, yes, it was the wrong place at the wrong time. Honestly, it's fucking lucky that he was there and that they were there too. Because if this I happened mean, when he was at home, it's they not would never though. have known. It's not well, okay. It's Drew. Drew said like, it all. But like, it seems like that was inevitable. It was going to happen at some point in time. And oh, if sure. he had been at home, they just would never have known. This like, no. just they would never have. This would never have. They never have known. No. But the good news is because Eric only just shows up at random, and they never can contact him on their own for some reason. It wouldn't have mattered that much. So yeah, totally. Um, uh, yeah. When they have Eric in Spencer's and. Rachel like leaves Eric with Cassie and and Mm -hmm. tells Cassie like just try to protect him or whatever I'm gonna go call Jake um and then Cassie's like well what do I do if somebody shows up and Rachel just like unequivocally is like I mean save yourself fuck Eric (laughs) like give him up to the year because I don't care and she looks Eric in the eyes when she says that and I was like yeah that's fair I I wrote yes it's correct (laughs) both in terms of she's a good girlfriend but also um if one of the Animorphs got taken, it's a thousand percent more dangerous than if a uh, Eric got yeah. taken. Yeah. Because I don't know that the Yerks can access his memories and information as easily as they could access all the Animorphs. I mean, theoretically, that is the underlying threat that a Chi shouldn't be captured because they know so much. But right, but, but theoretically, still. he could like delete himself or something. No, he can't. That's too violent. He can't get rid of his own memories. Oh, Eric. Mm-hmm. But still, it was the right assessment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if you have to, if you have to give him up, just do it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Eric. 
actually okay i have another note in here about uh-huh. this whole dynamic of when they get the mission from the chi which now that you mention it does feel like it was a call out of the ghost writing um because it was kind of odd and not typical um let me find it okay there's a moment where marco just explicitly sums up exactly what they're going to do in this book yeah like he just does a problem statement uh and i'll just i'll just read it so let me get this straight marco said we have to rescue a paralyzed chi from a stolen goods warehouse before the controllers get her then we have to dive down to the bottom of the ocean find the pimolite ship somehow get inside it and turn off the signal before 10 o'clock tonight so the yerks don't get the chi in the safe at the nuclear waste facility is that pretty much it Or do we have to discover the fountain of youth and come up with a low-fat cookie that tastes as good as Mrs. Fields, too? And then Eric says, there's one more thing. The Pimalite ship signal will have been picked up by orbiting York spacecraft. They may already be waiting for you. So it's just like a super explicit, like, here is the thing you are going to do this book. End of story. Nothing else will happen. And that is true. That's all that happens. Um, It was kind of odd. Yeah. That whole, I mean, to me, that whole scene was kind of weird. Uh, it featured one of my least favorite uh, lines in the whole book, which is when they describe Lourdes as a homeless street person, which is just not great. Incorrect all around. I, I hope that everybody who listens to this knows you wouldn't call someone who is uh, homeless or someone who's like, you know, unhoused right now. You would not call them a street person. That is incorrect. It's not great. Uh, absolutely not. It just was a weird scene in general. Um, yeah. There was just so much like stuff being said and like I don't know a lot of it it wasn't a great scene it was really just like in a video game when you walk up to an NPC and they're like here is the quest yeah do the quest yeah there will be no reward (laughs) like that's it it was strange yeah and I so then yeah go ahead I was say I just I, I think that whole part of the book the whole Lourdes section of the book the both the scene setting that up and then also that whole Raid, raid scene is yeah. i was not for me um no it was so it unnecessary didn't, it didn't add anything for me no they learned nothing from it nothing at all i kind of wish that the raid could have been taken out we already have the danger of the one who's stuck in the the nuclear it's like a chi who's stuck in a nuclear plant or something yeah who is in a closet basically he's locked himself in but there's gonna be a shift change so he better get out there um, and so that's already enough of a threat. I don't think we need the the like weird raid situation to like amp up the threat. Yep. We already have the main threat. And then also sort of the way that that section ends, they just like put her in a junkyard or something like that. Yeah, they just leave her somewhere else where she can hide until her computer works again. So wh- what was the purpose of that? Other than just like everyone is... I mean, the purpose was that if they didn't do that, then one of the Yerk police officers would grab her and then have a chi. Right, but I don't mean like in terms of the, like, why did, I mean, like, what is the purpose of making a chi be in danger so that they can go rescue her in the first half of this book? As far as I know, nothing. I could, as soon as that scene ended, they gained nothing from it. It didn't lead Mm -hmm. them to the next part of the plot. It just was its own little isolated thing. It was weird. It also made the timeline really confusing for me because I was like, okay, so that had to happen. I just like my brain was like, that happened probably at night. Um, yeah, their rating is probably like maybe seven or eight when this happens. I'm guessing at the earliest, and then this raid happens, and then probably they're out of there like nine, let's say, and then they're home nine thirty, and then the whale happens. I think she's supposed to have gotten home around dinner time so this just happened mid-afternoon it just seems pretty i don't know i just i found that the timeline really confusing because i was like is it the next day i don't understand when any of this is happening the whole scene was also just really confusing in the way that all of the super violent scenes are in that like i couldn't really follow the action they were just kind of running around barreling into things people were getting shot animals are you know throwing people around it was a whole thing yeah um and even the way they like talk to the neighborhood they go into for the house like where the, the bus is or where yeah. the warehouse is I don't know it just felt bad like I wrote my notes like this feels problematic in a way that I'm having a hard time expressing I mean it was just very much like the kind of like coded shorthand language of like we were in the bad part of town yeah on the other side of the railroad tracks kind of thing and they, 
they describe it as it's like weird there's, there's junked cars there's smashed yeah uh, like bottles there's the empty vials there's they say like spent bullet casings like just like cigarette butts and graffiti and then like they just des- they describe them when like even the air here even in the air felt different here darker grayer heavy with the absence of hope i don't know it just was like, a little heavy-handed and a little problematic yeah i don't um, i completely agree yeah mm. yeah that, the, yeah the whole scene was bad and i gotta say the raid itself um <laughs> so one of the things we we saw is that the police are partially controlled by the yurks but not all yurks because some police knew they were yurks and some were just like what um but what i think is more important is that these police are not equipped to live in this town no they just didn't know what to do and it, this is not the first time the police have been called because there's an elephant just hanging out somewhere right right absolutely and it's like not the first time a building just seems to be exploding in violence yes and and then suddenly there's an elephant in there you know not the first time it seems like if you are a cop in this town if you're gonna go to like a, a bust or whatever you bring animal control with you you're just like you know what right just we'll probably proactively yeah and i guess the vet from the zoo who is for some it's reason Cassie's part mom. of this yeah I, I don't know why she was really part of this this seems like a animal control should have this figured out or at least have right. someone on staff for exotic animals given the problem they have in this town i also find it really funny that the premise of this raid is like the this crime ring quote-unquote crime ring is being run by a yerk and they're being raided by the police where there are yerks in the police yep. like the yerks are just like having a good time just fighting internally for fun like what it does kind of seem like the yerks are getting a little bit into like a little bit too much into larping i was gonna say this like they're larping <laughs> they're role-playing <laughs> humans right now <laughs> it makes me wonder like one day you know the yerks take over the whole planet is that what the yerks will then do for fun is like larp as humans they're like oh i'm going to work uh, and then they, the big part of their day is like staying in character. They can't like stop and ask their yerk friend like, hey, what are you doing after the after done LARPing today? Gotta stay in character. I absolutely wouldn't be surprised if there were like a band of yerks that's like a theater troupe and that's what they do. Maybe they go like, to planets the... not to like colonize, <laughs> but like to do performance art. Well, you know, you know how like we have medieval times. So like post yeah. yerk take over the world, they'll have like oh, human times yeah. human and there'll times. be yerks you know they they come around and they like serve human food like here's your pizza they do like mm-hmm. i don't know not jousting but maybe they do some jousting i don't know but they do some other sure. like like uh here's some humans working on a human computer uh or whatever it is um I see yeah it. so yeah. i i believe in the post yerk apocalypse restaurant human times i love that it's great yeah you want to talk about rachel and jake Yes, yes. Uh, okay, I have to say, as much as I didn't like the raid, I really liked this. This was, like, I mean, I feel like it's more conflict than we have seen. And maybe it's easier for Jake and Rachel to fight because they're related. Mm-hmm. But, like, they don't, the Animorphs don't often, like, yell at each other. But Rachel and, like, Jake yelled at Rachel. Yeah, he was mean to her. He was mean. And it's it was, not the first it was time. conflict, yeah. It's not the first time he's been kind of a dick to Rachel because he was kind yeah. of a dick uh, in the David books, which is like one of the things that I noticed is I'm like, this is a conflict they have had before where Jake treats her differently because he thinks of her as being like... Tougher. Tougher and also like dangerous to other people. So at one point she says like, this is a suicide mission. And uh, he... Um, tells her like basically shut up and then she says well excuse me i guess i'll just shut up and follow orders look i'm sorry rachel jake said tiredly you made a good point in a bad way okay but nobody's gonna die because we're not gonna dive unless we find the right morph but there's like a little note here of like her thought process Uh as she's discussing this with jake that's no of course not i thought bitterly i'm supposed to be a reckless fighting machine and fighting machines don't feel caution or fear and even if they do they don't advertise it and so she's like struggling because jake previously told her yeah i sent you on the most dangerous thing because you're like a fighter and i need you to do that and so now when she's being more vulnerable and not and expressing that she's afraid of something jake's like stop that's not your role uh Mm -hmm. pretty wild well it's interesting too because in the david book where they kind of come to a head over that and they like sort of argue 
the book almost makes it feel like like they had this one brief interaction they like looked at each other looked at each other in a hallway and then they were fine and everything was good um which clearly no yeah well and I kind of like that it's not okay because it feels more genuine that she's like actually I'm still mad like I wasn't mad then because we had to deal with David but I'm still Mm -hmm. pissed yep absolutely okay let me tell I want to read the other part where Jake was like Mm -hmm. explicitly mean to her so um, they're drawing straws for who's going to acquire the whale to morph because only two people will do it. So Jake has straws. He snaps two of them short and then everybody's going to pull one. And Rachel gives Tobias like a side eye to indicate like, tell me which one is the short one so that I can pull it because I'm, I'm not letting somebody else go down and do this. And so Tobias tells her which one to pull to pull the short one. But then Tobias ensures that he also pulls the other short one because he's not letting Rachel go alone. And Jake knows that this is what happens. Somehow he figures it out. He sees her giving Tobias an eye or something and, and mm-hmm. he figures it out. Um, and so they start walking towards the whale. Jake grabbed my arm and pulled me aside for a private word. Don't you ever do that again, he said, far angrier than I'd suspected. It's your fault Tobias is going. Remember that next time you decide to make fools of the rest of us. Whoa. I hated this. Whoa. I don't understand. First of all, I, this is a weird, to me, this is the language here is weird. Um, And not Jake's voice. Like the it's, way he It's spoke. weird for Jake to say something like, don't you ever do that again. It's so... Well, I was going to say, make fools of the rest also, of us. Yeah, right? Like, it's weird. not really Jake Burbage. Um, yeah. But um, I think what, I was like, why Why is he this angry about this? Because someone had to go. Yeah, it, it could have been, been them Tobias. randomly. Yeah. Um, and I, I just, I don't understand why he was mad. Do you understand why he was this mad? I don't. I really don't. Other than like he could be mad because she volunteered herself, like he wanted it to be more neutral, but because she volunteered and forced it, he's mad at the lack of control. Or, I mean, I feel like that's probably it's just a lack of control thing. Um, it makes well, no sense, the, and also to put time... the guilt back on her, like if Tobias dies, it will be entirely on you. <laughs> like, what? Also, by the time, Come on. so let's see, she so Cass Marco drew, then Cassie drew. So mm-hmm. two people had already drawn. They had already decided Axe couldn't go. Yep. So by the time Rachel drew, it was her, Jake, and Tobias who had to go. Yep. Tobias helped her cheat, so she drew a short straw. So, so then Jake there was a 50-50 really 50 chance yep. of which who would be the other one. So first of all, it wasn't, I mean, either Tobias cheated and he got the short straw or he just picked at random and he got the short straw. But like, it was very likely that if he picked at random, it would have been the short straw anyway. Yep. Yep. And it was very, and like, it was extremely likely that Rachel and Tobias, either one of them or both of them would have gone because there were so few options at that point. Yeah. I, I just don't know why he's that mad. If he didn't want Tobias no. to go, they should have just said, you know what, Tobias can't go because. Because Bird. Yeah, I'm sure they could have come up with some reason. I don't, I don't know why he's this mad about it. Does he think that no, Tobias I don't is either. Die? I, maybe, but like, so could Rachel easily. I also thought that it made a lot of sense for Tobias who wanted to get the morph because it's easier for him. Like, yes, hawks don't belong on the beach, but like, he can just land on the whale and fly off. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and who most people aren't paying that much attention. Like, they're focused on the side of the whale where they're throwing water. They're not really focused on like what's happening on top of the whale. Mm -hmm. Like, who's paying that much attention to the top of the whale? I mean, nobody. So it makes sense for him to be one of them. Yep. Yeah, that scene made no sense to me. I don't understand why it was, he was so that weird. Angry. It was weird. I I mean, I appreciated the added conflict between them. I I think to your point, maybe this is a ghostwriting thing that it just felt out of place. I don't know. I just wish the scene had more context for why he's this angry because I don't understand at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why don't we talk about once they actually get down to the ship? Yes. So because there's all this like whatever ocean action diving mm-hmm. around. Mm-hmm. It was boring, but then. They actually get to the ship, and the ship is wild. It's a really cool ship. It looks like a dog's head. They it's shaped it like a Pimalite head. Yeah. Well, I think it's the whole body. I thought it was just the head. No, well, this is the reason I think it's the whole body. I can't remember what the book said already. Um, but in the little like front cover for the book, uh, it shows the whole. It shows the ship, and it's the whole body. 
Can I see? Can you hold it up? Yeah, it looks, I'll be honest, it looks, oh. I get why they're calling it Snoopy. It Because of the shape, it's like one of those like eye dog or one of those like little. Yeah, it does look like that. The dogs were really popular in like the late 90s, early 2000s where they were like virtual dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It and does kind of like, look like that. Like a robot body. Yeah. Uh, apparently it's just a toy. It's not, it's not for doing anything. It's just a spaceship that's there as a toy. <laughs> Which is kind yeah. of fun. They, they definitely had um, just no sense of what the purpose of security is. No, they don't care at all. I love that their security code was just the number six. That <laughs> was so funny. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny that like, I get that the Pima lights were like sweet and friendly and innocent, but the Pima lights were dead. They've been dead for a long time. So wouldn't you think the any should of the, know better. any of the cheat, like just even Eric, who was like, you know what? Maybe let's add a couple more digits there. Like just even let's add three more digits. Right. And like Eric managed to get down there in 10 minutes anytime How in the last 5,000 years he could have gone down there and moved the ship anytime he, he wanted it wasn't like he had to get a boat and commission it he just he just like zoomed zipped down right over. over yep just super uh, speedy run yep it's very funny that they just left it as six and they just were like no one will ever get down there ever we just no one will it's impossible no um I do want to say that the uh ship's computer thing had big kindergarten teacher preschool teacher energy which made me laugh like when they first go in uh the very first thing the computer says to them is greetings friends we are happy to have you aboard however we would not want you to access this panel it is possible you might accidentally do yourself harm and that would be so sad it yeah. is i have done that kind of thing like in preschools when i've been working with kids where i talk about things like oh we don't want to touch that because if we touch that, we could hurt ourselves and that would feel really bad. This, yep. this computer definitely had that big energy. Exactly the same tone. I agree wholeheartedly. And then it has a setting where it can make people stop punching each other. Yeah, it just like freezes everybody where they are. And every teacher stuff? wishes they had that. Yeah. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it just is very, it's a great, it like it's constantly offering them meals, games. Yep. Uh, why don't you go relax? Yep. It's- <laughs> great and, and like the inside of the ship is is like um the dome for the andalites but more fun like it's bigger yeah. and it's just like a giant playground pretty neat yeah i think i like i it. can read i can read the descriptions it sounds really cool yeah uh, okay so first of all one of the things is that the ship like adapts for them so it like puts them in a bubble of water when they're squid so they're still in their squid morph mm-hmm. um so they're they're floating around in these water bubbles um okay beyond the bubble was a world of magic lush green and purple grass carpeted the floor forming patterns swirls checkerboards picasso-like abstracts and van gogh flowers trees and bushes in crayola colors grew in thickets and hushed groves a sparkling river meandered through the center of the ship cascading down into a gentle waterfall and a rippling lake below everywhere there was inexplicable brightly colored gaily lit machines that could only be toys of some sort Beside us, wafting through the air, were some were things like long feathered snakes. Projected on the arched ceiling far ahead, far overhead, were patterns of clouds and skies like nothing on earth. So pretty. Pretty cool. I wouldn't mind seeing that. Unfortunately, the line that follows right after that is after all the thousands of years it was still working. Only the dead silence lay as a grim reminder of a species lost. Yikes. So very fun. Very grim. And suddenly grim. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, and so then when they are, they're on the ship and they're like, no problem, we're here, we're going to finish the quest. And then Drode shows up again, our favorite. Oh my God. Can Drode. I just, I want to read his intro sentence. The yes. first thing they hear from him yes. is, oh, dilemma, oh, drama, oh, the tension and excitement of it all. I love that. <laughs> and it says he's a very high, shrill voice, which is why I did it that way. But like, what a fun entrance. Yeah. And then like the next thing he says is he like insults Jake. And then he insults Marco. He just like he sick burns all around, you know? Should I just read his sick burns? Yeah, read some sick burns. Okay, all right. Here's the Jake one. Um, right here, Jake. From me, big Jake. Jake, the reluctant leader. Jake, the oh so tiresomely decent one. A sanctimonious killer, my least favorite kind. Um, and then let's see, who else does he get here? Um 
Oh, Marco, the funny one. How's mommy, Marco? Is she alive or is she dead? Does she scream with the yerk in her head? I liked also that it was a little rhyme. Yeah. Um, Cassie, the hypocrite. I don't believe in violence, except when I do. Aximili, the pitiful pale shadow of his dead brother. If only you'd insisted on going with Elfingor, maybe he'd have lived. Too bad. And Tobias. Ah, yes, Tobias. The boy, not really so, trapped as a bird, but too gutless to resume life as a human. And Rachel, my very favorite animorph, which, very funny. Yeah. Rachel, Rachel, do you feel the adrenaline rush of murderous desire? Do you feel the urge to reach out and destroy me? Of course you do. You and I have that in common. (laughs) I think a very accurate assessment of all the animorphs. Yeah, no, Drode is great. Drode feels like um, the worst of fandom Twitters, you know? Yeah. That's yeah. Really what uh-huh. it feels like. He's a like, huge fan of the Animorphs, but only because he loves to just shit on them. Yeah, he's someone who definitely goes on Twitter after an episode and like tweets really hateful things at them. Oh my gosh, I love it so much. And then he also makes a bunch of predictions, which uh-huh. who knows if these are true, but how fun. He predicts that Jake is going to kill his brother. Um and hold on let's see wait hold on there was another one. Oh, then he says i'm gonna let the whale live don't worry that's that's like a future thing too um bum 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 i thought he made one other prediction does he not okay well whatever anyway then he offers rachel a job yes yeah he does he says if you kill jake you get free passage out of this whole mess and you can come work for cryak just kill jake that's it that's all you have to do and then you have a job forever. I have to say, working for Crack doesn't seem like a great deal since his whole goal is that everyone should be experiencing like pain and fear forever. And totally. that doesn't seem like it would totally spare his like his buddies. It feels like that's the kind of work culture where there also wouldn't be benefits. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like realistically, if you're gonna get a job offer, you want insurance, you know? For sure. You want insurance, uh, yeah, some some time off. And I, I don't know that Craig really is big into time off. I don't think he would be, you know? No, no. Definitely no maternity leave. Like, absolutely. No, for um, sure, no. No, for sure. Uh, so anyway, uh, as Drew even leaves, he, like, repeats his job offer. All you have to do is kill Jake. I mean, pretty interesting. I mean, it's good time for him to come in with that offer, given how much of a dick Jake has been in this book so far. Right. Uh, also somewhat tellingly Rachel doesn't tell anybody about that job offer which I know that is a common pattern but does that mean she's considering it I don't well, know I think doesn't she say that she's like if I said something Jake would just not trust me um does she I think I thought she just says I'm not going to tell him because he's he's worried about other stuff yeah so here's the thing um Let's see. Oh, she doesn't say why she didn't tell him, but I think it kind of, this is what I think it's implied. Um, I wondered if I should tell Jake about the Drode's foul offer, but I decided against it. I knew I would never, ever give in. I knew myself. I did. I knew my limits. I knew. But what the Drode saw, Drode and his evil master, Kraya, had seen inside of me was real. Jake knew it. He trusted me, but there might come a time when he would doubt. Jake had enough to worry about. So it doesn't outright say that's why she didn't tell him, but I do think it's kind of part of it. Yeah, it's kind of part of it. Yeah. Because you know, if she did anything where like even remotely dangerous, Jake would be an asshole to her about her about it and be like, is it because you're thinking about Craig's offer? Yeah, probably. That's probably true. Um, But you know, I hope that comes up again. I hope there's a time where she genuinely considers the offer. Because that would be a really interesting change in the Animorphs dynamic. It seems like obviously bad, but I think it's a strong possibility that Drode's coming back. I I can't see how he doesn't. Sure hope so. Because he's got such a big personality and he's also like, he works for Krayak and also he's able to understand the situation a little better. Like, like you, the howlers aren't going to be able to talk to you about their, no. their guys. They're not, big they're deal. not really chatty. No, yeah. but um, Drode, I think is going to come back and I think it's going to be trying to get Rachel. I, I think that Could seems be. likely. Could be. All right. Well, that's really all we have to say about this book. Should we go to class? Uh, yeah, let's do it. Well, it's time for class. Uh, We're going to biology class. class. Biology. Let's talk about giant squids. 
Oh man, I got really excited about this because giant squids are really like mysterious. So we mysterious. Don't know a ton about so them just because they're so deep underwater. They're so cool. Okay, hold on. I'm gonna. I was just looking at pictures, but I'm also gonna look at the Wikipedia page here. Are giant squids the one that we like just in the past? They like there was like wasn't there a species where it was like only the past few not past few I guess past ten years we've seen pictures of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, because they're they so... were like. They were theoretical, I think, because we yeah. found traces of them in whale stomachs. And we found them and in, dead. Like, like, fossils and stuff. Seen them dead. Yeah, maybe. But then um, I think yeah, okay. I remember uh, a few years ago, uh, one like was next to a ship or something and they managed to get a picture. So there was a thing. So I just looked it up. Uh, the first images of the animal in natural habitat were taken in 2004 by a Japanese team, which that kind of lines up yeah. with I was in high school. So that makes sense to me. Yeah. Uh, Claire, I remember that happening. Um, and there, but there were actual video that was taken. It was like really close up on the most of the tentacles. Yeah. Which, yeah, that was the one in 2004. That's where it's, it's kind of very blue and it's the, it's like a long line. And then the yeah. body of the squid is like this. And it's got the legs out. Yep. Apparently um, they can really be, cool. I'm looking at their size for females, 39 to 43 feet. And for males, 33 feet. So they're not 60 feet the way that this book said they were. No. Which I actually don't hold that against this book. This is like this book was written before we actually knew what they looked like. Or before we had the amount of knowledge we have. There is also though a colossal squid. Hold on. A colossal squid is hold on a moment. Oh no, same. 30 to 33 feet. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I know that um my both my aunt and one of my and actually a teacher from high school too worked at the marine mammal center uh-huh. and um they i can't remember who one of them either was in a class or my aunt told me this um but when they when like whales would wash up on the beach they you know they have to go investigate and see like what happened and they go in the stomach and all mm-hmm. that and they can like find the beaks in their stomachs yeah because um, they can't but, be digested but they also find like scars of the beak on its side mm-hmm. and they're huge yeah. Uh, also, apparently, they appear like, based on what we know about them, they appear to be really smart, which makes sense. Yeah, I mean, octopus, I mean, I feel like also super smart. I was gonna say octopuses are incredibly smart. You would think, yeah, that cephalopods, would be, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and they're um, they're linked to the like I think the the kind of link to the our, our cultural depiction of the kraken. Yeah. Because right. same and, like giant and mysterious. Uh huh. Giant, mysterious, and um you know, like in um, popular culture, like there be monsters off the mm-hmm. coast or whatever on uh, maps. I feel like they, they fall into that category. And the idea that they fight sperm whales and sperm whales are so big. Yeah. Like it just right. makes them seem incredibly powerful because I think sperm whales are really scary how big they are. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Squids are cool. I, uh, I have seen small squids yeah in like little museums or, or mm-hmm. what is it aquariums they're neat i just think this thing... i shouldn't like them because i find octopus and squids to be slightly too similar to spiders for comfort but uh-huh, uh-huh. i do like them i think the thing that makes it i, I would say that the squid works in general in fiction but i think especially in this book is because we don't like i know what a squid looks like in general the general concept of the squid but because we don't really know a lot about them, like we, it's hard to know a ton about them. We, we can't go see them in an aquarium. Like they're so big and they're so they live so deep. Um, it makes the it makes when when one shows up in this book more creepy, and it makes the hunting her one especially creepy because they can't find it and they can't see and it's so dark. Right. Yeah. It's it makes it so eerie. I have this. Well, I this is not my hair book. I would say this book I think is a little bit weak. I think that the setting of the ocean stuff, well. The ocean scenes are boring it's really creepy yeah no uh deep underwater stuff is spooky i yeah no thank you i don't want to think about that too much i will say it's mm-hmm. weird that cassie said that there was nothing that could no no animal could live that deep in the water and i thought cassie you definitely know better than that um for sure animals can live down there yeah there's so. a lot of animals down there not actually. like an yeah. elephant but like <laughs> a squid is a good one um yeah, no, I thought that was really effective. And the way that they talked about how aggressive it was when they run into it is scary. 
Yeah. Um, I, I feel like also a lot of the undersea or deep underwater creatures are like really aggressive, like, cause it's such an inhospitable place, right? Yes. Like they all have big giant teeth, you know? Yeah. I think a lot of the ones that are really deep are pretty creepy looking because there's just no light and there's no, like, like a lot of the top of the, the water animals are colorful and they have fur and they're cute. Yeah. But deep sea are just like, we're a bunch spooky. of freaks because no one can see us. Yep. Spooky, spooky things. Yeah. Um, I love the squid. I thought that was a cool morph. Uh, I will say the cover art of Rachel's head splooting into a squid head was not for me. But other than that, I like this mm, as a morph. Yeah, no, that wasn't a good look. But yeah, otherwise I like the squid morph too. Yeah. Yeah. Squids are neat. And I really like that the first thing she did when she morphed into it was try and eat Cassie. Yeah, for sure. And Cassie's like, I didn't try to eat you. Like, hello. Okay, let's go to class two. All right, class two. Guess what? It's also biology. Let's it's talk so about biology. whales. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was a sperm whale, right? Yes, it was a sperm whale, which are giant. Is a sperm whale the same kind of whale that was a Moby Dick? Yeah, I think so. Wait, hold on. Um, let me look. Moby, it was a white whale. Yes. Is that not um, a sperm whale? Yeah, it was a sperm whale. Okay. Um, but it was like a and, white sperm whale. I don't think they're always white. And they are, so like I, when I think of whales, I think of baleens, right? That's mm-hmm. like, for people who, right. who do not know this, baleens are the like, it looks kind of like, almost like a, really dense comb yeah and they like suck in water through it and it fills with the plankton and other things that they eat so i think of whales as having that which makes them seem like oh they're nice chill guys because it's failing you're not gonna eat you yeah but sperm, sperm whales sure do teeth. not do that they got a they big old teeth. mouth it like hinges off the bottom of their head like it's not even in the middle of their head it's like right off the bottom they're also um enormous i have a a thing here of like the scale of them from like newborn uh-huh. to exceptionally large uh-huh. um but like real life ones that they found. So a newborn is like somewhere between nine and 12 feet. Pretty fucking big already. Uh, mature females, like 33 feet. And a mature male is, hold on, what's, this is in meters. So I'm like translating it, uh, is like roughly 50 feet. And then huge, exceptionally large male, one found in 1933, was 72 feet long it's so hard for me to even conceptualize what that looks like like the idea of something being that big is so hard to think about enormous well it's interesting they're really also interesting in terms of history like how they belong in in our human history because they were like hunted pretty aggressively yeah Yeah. um i'm reading right now about how what they use sperm whale uh sperm oil yeah it's just for so many things. It was like really, really aggressively hunted. And mm-hmm. I are they endangered now? I don't know. They are vulnerable and endangered depending on which kind. I guess right. there's different regions. So I guess they were almost extinct. Like we almost not like kind of mm-hmm. wiped them out. Yeah. Um, until they had to ban uh, whale oil use in 72. Yeah. So like they have been so aggressively hunted. Um, and I think also people don't have a heart, like a blue whale is peaceful and beautiful. A sperm whale has teeth and will eat things. Yep, and that makes it scarier. Sure. So I think easier to hunt. Um, it also, yeah. uh, we're not the only ones hunting it. Apparently the giant squid do too. So, you know, yes, there's yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I also, I, again, I'm on Wikipedia. Apparently there's a whole art of engraving on the teeth of sperm whale. It's like huh. when you kill one, you like, take the teeth and then you engrave things on them oh okay hmm. it's called scrimshaw neat i just think that's interesting that is interesting i their teeth are probably enormous huh yeah uh, well this one that i'm looking at now looks massive um it doesn't have an answer for scale but it like this like the the tooth that they show on wikipedia it was big enough that someone could carve a scene of a giant ship um, being attacked by, it looks like maybe three or four sperm whales and then a bunch of smaller ships around it. Wow. It looks oh, yeah, very it says big. They're eight by three inches. That's pretty big. That's a, big, that's a huge tooth. tooth. That's enormous. 
Wow. Okay. It seems like a very handy morph to have for the ocean. Yeah. Why didn't they just all acquire it is what I don't get. Why I don't, yeah, that, that doesn't make any sense. That would have been very easy for them to do. They're already there. Yeah. Yeah. I, but I often feel this way when like one person, like when they, like they all have different bird morphs, why don't they all acquire yeah. all of the bird morphs? I don't get it. I don't get it. I mean, it might be overwhelming like in terms of if you're indecisive about what to do, but they seem to know why you would use one animal versus a different animal. Yeah. Right. So wouldn't it make sense to just have more choices? Yeah. Why wouldn't you just do it? I don't whatever what if they went to the Lyran homeworld again for some reason if they were whales sperm whales they could just beat up everything side note why didn't they just do a Lyran morph and go into the ocean and find a squid using their brains i mean also a good question well maybe they couldn't swim as deep maybe they weren't sure about the pressure situation so it's possible that their their ocean wasn't as deep i guess yeah but they could probably still go down a little ways and be like can i sense the presence of a squid can Liren sense the presence of animals that may if they're sentient like, okay. or not? So I guess because debatable. I would, well, because the book, this book said basically sperm whales are so are sentient enough that they um they can't be killed by yeah, the drug. By the rules of engagement, yeah. Are squid sentient enough for that? I don't know. Because it seems like squid are very smart. Yeah, I'm, I don't Is know. Is intelligence how we determine? This is the same debate we had when they got upset about morphing a mm-hmm. a whale, and then I didn't know why they were the way there was no one upset about morphing a gorilla, which seems yep. also very smart. Yep, I mean I agree wholeheartedly. Inconsistent, very inconsistent. Um, the only other let's see, fun fact I want to say is that they have the largest brains on Earth. They're five times heavier than a human. Than a human Not body a human or body? a human human brain? Sorry. Okay, Jesus, I was like, wow. Sorry, no. That's Ooh, a big brain. No. Yeah. Um, and they can live 70 years. It's and it seems like they whale. live in pods. So they have like, they have like little bachelor groups. Oh, okay. So they live in pods when they're younger. Mm-hmm. And then they live solitary lives when they're older. Yeah. And the calves live with their moms for a decade. How cute. That's very sweet. That's nice. Most animals just kind of like have a kid and be like, all right, peace out. Bye. It does seem, yeah, it, whales are very interesting. I really, I really want them to morph more whales. So they want to talk about whales a lot more because they're very interesting. Apparently there's some argument that we are way far back in evolution related to whales. Really? By nature of how the bones in their um, fins look, apparently. Very huh. like, I don't, hold on, let me look this up because I don't, I remember looking at this a long time ago. Okay. Even though whales and sharks both share certain features of overall body form by following phylogenetic methods of observation and comparison we conclude that whales and humans actually have many more detailed features in common than do whales and sharks whales share a more recent common ancestry with humans than they do with sharks um so like humans in a way i'm i'm just gonna share my screen i know it's an audio medium and no one else can see it but at least i can at least i can show (laughs) um see here's this like tree here humans uh-huh. and whales are like right on the same branch and then it goes way back and it doesn't meet anything else until it meets up with birds and crocodiles so like at the point at which we branched out into birds and reptiles and dinosaurs we also branched out into the chain of mammals which then branched off into whales and people amongst other things that's fascinating i had yeah, no right? idea yeah. i know i had heard things about like i think some kinds of whales have vestigial like leg bones Mm-hmm. or yeah and so i knew that there was like a thing about how they at some point they would have probably used those legs right to do something pretty interesting huh huh thanks for sharing that that was interesting you're welcome oh, so well, nice to teach you something new good class is it time for read? us to do homework yeah yeah let's do homework okay i do just really quick this is not actually a, a class thing but i just remembered I, I had this in my notes and i didn't say it and i i need to say it otherwise i'm going to die when i listen and i forgot to say it sure um this book did have one of my favorite um, unfortunate phrasing issues um right around when they're going to get the whale morph um okay i'm just gonna read the paragraph before it and then i'll read the you, you'll understand I walked out into the evening, steaming. Someone was playing games with us. Someone was treating us like a bunch of sock puppets, jerking us around. I was mad, but it was a cold anger, a calm, cold anger. We'll see who, we'd see who jerked who. 
Yeah, that was deeply unfortunate. <laughs> very funny. Yeah. I'm sorry. I know I should have said this earlier. I just found it when I was looking through and I I just needed to say, we'll it was important. see who jerked who is so bad, but it's very funny. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> We'd see who jerked who. Who jerked who? Uh, okay. Uh, homework. Uh, okay, so I have, I don't know, probably bad news uh, for you. Oh, this next no. book, it's an axe book. Actually, I'm okay with that. That sounds like a good okay. time. Um, this is a book where on the cover, Axe is turning into, for some reason, a cow. Um, this a is an ca- unfortunate- a cow? Yes, a cow. Um, hmm. And the little, so this, the book, this book is called The Experiment. A uh, little tagline is, change is a good thing. A very good thing. Okay. The morph image is upsetting to me, but that's neither here nor there. The inside cover is, <laughs> I don't have the book with me, so I'm just looking at it on a screen. But the inside cover is, there's like a farm with a bunch of cows and Tobias is flying overhead. And then Cassie is in her morph suit, barefoot in a cow field, which it's going to be a lot of cow shit in there, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, with one hand, she's covering her mouth. On the other hand, she's pointing at one of the cows. It's the cow that Axe morphed into. So I assume that she's mocking that cow. Which I is hope so. Really funny to me. Anyway. Uh, okay. So here's the back of the book. The Yerks have decided to try a little experiment. They've decided that they can develop a way to make people more willing to be in, uh, to be infected. They can speed up Earth's invasion. So the Yerks try to invent a substance that will take away the human ability to make a decision, a substance that will eliminate free will. Now the Animorphs and Axe are not only faced with trying to slow down the Yerks' invasion, but they also have to put an end to the genetic testing on a small group of humans. This time, there's only one chance to stop the Yerks. And if anything goes wrong, it's all over. All right, this sounds legitimately like a problem. Like, first time in a while, a conflict where we're like, oh my, that's legitimately a problem. Yes. That not a seems... made up thing by Eric. <laughs> not a made up thing by Eric. Well, yeah. I would say that the, the Elemist and Eric book, that was a problem. It just was a weird problem. It was, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. This sounds like a very bad situation. I don't know why it, they would choose a cow morph, but okay. It does sound also, in good news, like a break from both Eric and the Elemist. Sure. Although given our luck lately, it could be just like Eric is one of the cows now. <laughs> Eric's just got a, a cow hologram just walking around yeah, yeah. hanging out in the experiment um, yeah yeah no so that's our next book all right I'm excited uh, it looks like it's gonna be exciting dang and it's also like part we're like halfway through season three yeah and I actually wow. I think we're been going fast I know it's been good I think we've been having some good yeah. good reads and I I also think that this book we just read is halfway through the series in general. For oh, wow. Less than halfway for us only because we're reading Chronicles and stuff, but like it's 54 books. Uh-huh. Did I do that math right? Yeah, I think this is halfway through. Wow. Okay. Jeez, a lot's happened in half. Yeah. It's gonna... We already know who the main big bad guy is gonna be, so we got like 24 more books of of Cryak, huh? yeah well but i have to imagine we're probably going to get some more andalite stuff going on Mm. maybe the yerks and the humans are going to work together to fight cryak oh that'd be really interesting yeah that would be interesting i wonder if there's going to be some way to speed up the escort coming to earth or something like this right hmm i don't know questions okay we'll have to see well where can they find us uh, you can find us on Instagram at the Book Report Pod, and you can find us on Facebook at the Book Report. Uh, wherever you listen to us, rate and review us. Give us five stars because we like them. Send us nice comments. Uh, if you want to send us an email with your thoughts, your opinions, your feelings, uh, and just no spoilers, you can email us at weloveanimorphs at gmail.com. However, if you have spoilers, but you think we really have to know something spoiler related, just put spoilers in your subject line and we'll have somebody else read it for us and let us know what we got to know. And I think that's everything. Yeah. See you next week. Bye. Yeah, it's Passover now. Oh, yay. 
it won't be Passover when this comes up, but right now it's Passover for me. So if you're celebrating Passover last week, happy Passover. Happy Passover, everybody. Okay, bye. Bye. Welcome to the Book Report, the podcast where we do books on. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> ah.